0: So pretty much just the same format as last time and then, Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Me, well welcome to the, the cold open. Um right now? <laughs> I don't know. Are we starting?
0: Yeah, I guess so. No, we're we're in the cold open.
1: Okay. Um Oh my god. Um
0: <laughs> Play the theme song. <laughs> Great. do we want that to be the cold open i think that's perfect
1: that's <laughs> perfect that's excellent
0: okay all right cool uh welcome to thanks for thanks. the music
1: thanks for the music
0: for the music the only podcast where two friends talk about tunes the only one yes um <clears throat> so for all the new listeners out there uh my name is decker i'm hannah Hello. Uh, So uh, each of us is going to talk about some music that we've been into recently. Yeah, so we didn't really know how we were going to do this last time, but I think we decided that the listener will just find the music on their own and listen to it. Do the work yourself. We can't (laughs) do
1: everything for you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So originally we were thinking of putting like a snippet of the music in the podcast app, but we don't have to do that. No. And plus I don't know if we even could And like upload it places I don't know
1: Who can say? This is a journey
0: This is a journey for everyone
1: Are we doing that seltzer check-in?
0: Yeah, I was about to Jeez. say Play that seltzer play. check-in theme music It's the seltzer check-in theme music What are you drinking today? LaCroix lamb Bubbly mango Or oh, are you drinking something
1: different? You drinking.
0: Hell yeah. Um so if you'll you'll remember uh last episode I was drinking uh key lime LaCroix, which was not good. Ugh, key lime um, Lacroix I'm happy, sucks. I'm happy to report that now I am drinking uh just regular old LaCroix lime.
1: It's pretty good. Honestly, um, too much lime.
0: Yeah, it's I like the bubbly lime more yeah, than the bubbly lime, the is the LaCroix lime. Personally, um bubbly is like hard to come by up here in india for really? some reason like i haven't seen bubbly mm-hmm. anywhere yeah what are you drinking
1: uh i am drinking the whole foods ginger seltzer oh
0: i'm jealous yes
1: yeah it went i had a stop out at um the whole foods on my way home today mm-hmm. so i could buy nice. a case can this be a seltzer review podcast instead
0: <laughs> <coughs> i mean we should basically that, that yeah
1: it is yeah okay um heck yeah he- heck yeah uh heck yeah <laughs> i guess i can go first this time since you did yeah, last since time I went-
0: Mm-hmm. for sure so you okay. want to send me over that file
1: yes, yes 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 i'm very excited and um every person that i have talked to lately has not heard me shut up about this um so i'm excited to talk about it um okay so yes yeah, so the song that i have picked this week um it was difficult trying to pick which one i wanted to do out of this whole mm-hmm. sort of like thing that i'm doing but this is chan uh, on do on by ross sarisati uh and it's really great
0: extremely good right extremely good
1: it's extremely good
0: Mm-hmm. Um, there's yeah, there's I, a lot to love there.
1: I saw you you bopping and moving and grooving. Um, couldn't
0: help, couldn't I? Just yeah, just my entire yes. buddy, I was just jamming with it.
1: Uh, it is. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we're gonna talk about it. So mm-hmm. do you remember the other day, a couple weeks ago, when I texted you to ask you, um, you know, what's the deal with communism and everything? Mm-hmm. It was because of this. So
0: okay.
1: um you didn't didn't like my <laughs> a half side filled presentation. Okay. No, that was all good. all right. I I know when I, I need to move on. Um so this is going to kind of be talking both about um SOTI and about Cambodian rap music in general. Mm-hmm. Uh because I have okay. fallen down the rabbit hole and it is honestly mm-hmm. so fascinating. So a lot of this Mm -hmm. I took from uh, doing some internet research and from this incredible documentary uh, called Don't Think I've Forgotten um, about the sort of history of Cambodian rock music from the late Mm -hmm. 50s until the um, Khmer Rouge takeover. Um, And that documentary, by the way, is incredible. It is one of the few films that has a 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes so it's... Wow. ...which apparently is a big deal. So, it's really good. Anyways, okay, so this is gonna be like a sort of history and then also talking about Ros Cesar Okay. So, Mm -hmm. Cambodia. um, And this is... So, it received... It's not received. They they managed to take back their independence from France, I want to say, in uh, 1953. Yes. Okay. So, 1953, Cambodia takes back its independence from France. Uh, They have their ruler, um, Sihanouk. Sihanouk, who, I can't tell if he's a bad guy or not, because on one hand, some things seem mm, suspicious, other things, fine. Like, he Mm -hmm. sort of, he abdicated the throne so he could become prime minister, and he um, made Cambodia a one party um, government, and installed mm-hmm. himself as the head of state, and may have done some other things. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, Sihanouk was so deeply, deeply into music and culture, and he made it part of his whole mission as the leader of Cambodia to foster this uh, a, a, a huge culture of music by Cambodia for Cambodia. So, like, mm-hmm. they're like all the different like government ministries, like, had their own orchestras or singing groups or things like that. Like, I just think about like now how classical music is like kind of suffering and how wild it would be if like every, <laughs> like, every different like state government had its own official orchestra. How fun would that be? Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. okay. So, <clears throat> this culture of music. Really, really took took off in cable. K- it was already it already had such like a rich history um, of music and a musical tradition. Those like beautiful, beautiful, and just so interesting sort of musical styles that you get in um, Eastern music. Um, so it was sort of starting off of that, and then you know you're starting to get more Western influence in. But it was this particular time when the rock influence started coming. And so we were hearing, they were bringing Mm -hmm. in records not only from, it was like French pop, it was Latin records. It was like American rock music all mixing into one. And so all of these singers started implementing those styles into their music. So it became this Mm -hmm. amalgamation of those sort of their, their own history of music and culture alongside all of the music that was happening all over the world at the same time. Um, Mm -hmm. So there were plenty of, you know, big stars, like the most, the the biggest name in this whole thing was Sin Sisamut, who is basically the Cambodian Frank Sinatra. Um, Mm -hmm. He wrote like more than a thousand songs. He did like all of this crazy stuff. He, he started out kind of being like this crooner, but then he also started Pulling into these rock elements, these psychedelic elements, and all, mm-hmm. all these different bands, all these different singers started popping up and it was a huge, huge industry in Cambodia. Um, so uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Ros Sere So before we continue on in the history of this music. So Ros Seri Soti, it's like really it really is this Cinderella story because she was this, this poor little farm girl. Um, she was a poor little farm girl. She was, she grew up, um, she grew up on a farm in the Batambang province, just like living her life, growing rice, hanging out with her sisters, singing a little bit. And she always had this very, very beautiful voice. Uh, and then you know, people were kind of like, "Oh, you, you know, you should go. You should go and like do something with this." And she wasn't sure at first, but she joined like a little singing group, and they really, really did really well. So eventually, she and the singing group they went off to um, Phnom Penh, the capital of Cambodia, and that is where people really started to take notice of her. And she, at one point, became very close friends with. Sisamot, who I mentioned earlier, the Frank Sinatra of Cambodia, and he mm-hmm. kind of helped launch her career, and so so she she kind of became like the number one singer of this time. Like she is considered like the queen of the golden voice. Like she is a a, a monumental figure um, mm-hmm. in this whole thing. So she also the the. the there was so so much music. It's like a the this era of Cambodian music, Cambodian popular rock music, is prolific. There were so many singers. So much music was coming out, and it's all just so good. It had all of these just incredible influences on top of these just really really haunting vocal stuff like the Soti, the stuff that I've played for you. She like she implemented like it's called the ghost voice Mm -hmm. where it's like all these like extreme octave jumps and the only thing you could compare it to is like yodeling Mm -hmm. but just the it's just her like high just this beautiful it is it's ghostly it is and so she she went through this she had she had quite quite a wild ride in her sort of career she at one point Mm -hmm. she was married to another singer and she was getting infinitely more popular so he was not happy about it and was not very nice to her so she divorced him and she thought Mm -hmm. oh well because i have the stigma of divorce no one is ever going to want to listen to me again so she left she went back home and sin Sitamut personally came out to her house to be like you got to come back to put on pen. We, we need you. So he brought Mm. her back. And so she still, she got, she kept singing. They recorded a bunch of duets together. There were all these other bands and then the Vietnam Mm -hmm. war happened. Mm. And so Cambodia is right next to Vietnam. So they were getting all of those radio transmissions that were coming in. So they were hearing all of this music, Coming from the U.S. Um, and the U.K., so that influence started coming in. So the music started to take yeah. more of that turn. It started; to, the hippies mm-hmm. were coming out, and um, mm-hmm. so that is sort of where it starts to get more garage rock. It starts to get more psychedelic. So mm-hmm. it comes to a point where um, the the leader Sionuk he gets deposed, and he it's taken over. Um, by the, uh, by the Kama Republic. So, Seenook goes and sort of aligns himself with the Kama Rouge, which will come to play later. So, Mm -hmm. this is sort of, yeah, so this is sort of when the U.S. Armed Forces radio whole thing starts coming into play. And this is where it gets more, uh, more, more of that, more of that sound that we sort of associate. Because I think there is such, like, a musical culture around the Vietnam war and it starts to bleed into Cambodian uh, mm-hmm. style music. And they had this, they had this, the national radio of Cambodia where it would just be just like constant, like local uh, singers, local bands would come and they would play. Um, so just all, all day long, this is what you would hear. Mm-hmm. So Vietnam war obviously escalates and, um, Things get crazy, and um, they start to bomb Cambodia as well as Vietnam. So this right. this starts to cause a lot of upset, a lot of upset uh, in Cambodia. And it, it gets to the point where, you know, these singers, they can't play in clubs at night anymore. So they're, like, playing all during the day in these, like, weird hours. Um And and you could, like, hear the gunfire and everything during their performances. Mm -hmm. So this is how things sort of went along until uh, the Khmer Rouge takes over. Um, So the Khmer Rouge, bad guys. Real bad. Real, real, real bad. Um, And Mm -hmm. they start to expel everyone out of the capital city. They're out of there. They send them out to the provinces to work on farms, to do labor, and they start to execute and sort of get rid of everyone they can. Everyone they can, um, who is a sort of, you know, they see them as an enemy to their utopian idea of uh, Cambodia. So this includes musicians and artists and anyone who is considered Western. So this is... This becomes where a lot of the stories end for many of the musicians because no one has ever truly known what has happened to a lot of them. There are there wow. are sort of ideas about what happens to them, um, mm-hmm. rumors, uh, but nothing is really confirmed for many of them. Uh, for instance, I know Sissomut. He he was he was like gunned down, is what. Uh, one thing that, one 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 theory that people have. And then, uh, so T, she, again, no one really knows what happened to her. There is a, the only mm. like video footage of her is her um, training to be a paratrooper. Uh, so that's, and in all of her, her prolific career, that is the only video we have of her. And wow. so, yeah. And it's just this short little clip of her doing a a parachute, a paratrooper exercise. That's it. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, no one really knows what happens to her during this genocide. Um, I think Mm -hmm. it's like 2 million people in the Cambodian, in Cambodia were killed. Um, and she was most likely one of them. Either Mm -hmm. it was right away, either it was, um... Uh, what are some of these other things here? She she was able to, you know, adjust to farm work because she um, grew up that way, but she may have been discovered. Yeah. One theory is that she was mm-hmm. forced by Pol Pot to marry one of his officers. Um, and then she was killed during that, or she died mm-hmm. of overwork, or she, you know, survived until, you know, maybe the 80s. Um, but it's... It, she probably did die during that time, just her remains had never been found. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... So that is So then that sort of ended this whole period of music. Um, mm-hmm. And it really kind of... The, the rest of the world, you know, forgot. But um, Satie's sister, she was an activist. Um, and she she, like, spent the rest of her life trying to find all these other musicians and bring them back together again. So, mm-hmm. this album that I've sent you, that this song's on, Cambodia Rocks, mm-hmm. this is interesting um, because it was just this guy, this white American guy. No, he may not have been American. He he may have been from the UK. I don't remember. I But... Mm-hmm. He was just some guy and he was visiting Cambodia and he picked up these records and he was like, these records are sick. Yeah. And he put them together in a mixtape and he took them to a record label and the record label put it out as this album, Cambodia rocks. They only made a thousand of them Mm -hmm. and they all sold out. They did not bother to find any of the musicians or any of the song titles, it was basically just like a bootleg. And then they released yeah. it on a CD in the same thing. And everyone was kind of like, hey, why don't you figure out who these people are? Because people were crazy about this music. Obviously, you heard the one mm-hmm. song and you were like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, it's, it's, The whole album is really, really good. Mm-hmm. And But they never bothered <laughs> to figure out the names of any of these mm-hmm. singers or any of these, any of these musicians. So they couldn't, you know, give them all of the royalties that they deserved. So eventually, people mm-hmm. on the internet put it all together, and now the album has the correct song titles. It has the correct artists on it, and I think re- I don't know if it was recently, recently, but since Izumut's family finally got copyright to all of his works
0: mm.
1: after all of this time, it took this long, right? And he, like I said prolific huge huge output mm-hmm. so yeah i've just been obsessed with this ever since i started digging into it because a song like popped up on my spotify and i was like what is this this is so cool yeah and i've just gone down the rabbit hole i cannot rec- recommend recommend that documentary enough don't think i've forgotten it's so good and just like yeah just yeah oh it really is such yeah. a, a wild little pocket of music that is it's it's like they took all of those genres and they just made it better mm-hmm yeah
0: yeah just sort of I don't know like lightning in a bottle like it seemed like there was just a lot of output yeah. over a fairly brief period of time yeah i'm like I'm, I'm on the Wikipedia page of the the Cambodia rocks album right now just looking at all the people yeah um,
1: and like and like wow. <sighs> I said, yeah, there's like even there's so much more than even just those like few singers that I mentioned. It's, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. It really is um, just nuts and it's so good and I can't recommend it. Yeah. Enough.
0: I mean, yeah, that song that you showed me. Um, yeah. I mean, just like immediately, like there was just that like driving beat behind it and like that along with the bass like that's what i was like grooving to really hard Mm -hmm. but then like you've got like the guitar and then there's like some sort of keyboard and then like like her voice on top of all of that just there's a lot going on there it's all awesome um i don't i wonder what sort of technology they use to record that just because like the fidelity of it um just like adds a lot to that as well for me just like the way that everything sounds like the way that her like her voice kind of breaks up, like, in the recording. Like, mm-hmm. it all just works so well together. It just sounds so good.
1: Yeah. I I want to say that I could be getting this confused as something else, but I think I saw in the documentary that they would just, like, get in a room and gather around a microphone.
0: I Yeah, I, I, I'd believe it.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, it's it really is. Like you said, it's lightning in a bottle. It's, like,
0: mm-hmm. the
1: output from this short, like, two decades, basically, is just incredible mm-hmm. and like no wonder that people have gone nuts for it
0: yeah because it's great
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you stumbled upon this just through spotify if that's what you said
1: yeah part of my spotify and like i've said before my mm-hmm. spotify algorithm is perfect and clearly <laughs> clearly it is mm-hmm. because then this showed up and now yeah that's it now, that is uh, a
0: good <sighs> that speaks well upon you <laughs> that this would yeah. show up in your algorithm
1: yeah, it was so good. Good job, Hannah. Thank you. Thank you. I think...
0: Good <laughs> job you. listening to Spotify.
1: <laughs> but yeah, now I'm obsessed with it. Okay, so that's nice. my... Yeah, that's... I will definitely
0: listen to this um, this whole album, because, yeah, I'm definitely... Yeah, that was great. I enjoyed that a lot. I enjoyed that a ton.
1: Yeah, it's really good. Get into it. Um, okay, so that's mine. That was my history lesson, my half-assed history lesson of the Kamar Rouge. Cam-
0: Cam- Cambodian rock. Yeah, Yeah. Um, so I guess I go now.
1: It is your turn. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. Um, so completely changing gears. Um, and I have much less prepared about this artist, um, than you just, uh, presented Mm -hmm. so well. Um, so this will be no surprise if you follow me on Twitter at (laughs) cool, hot jock. Um, because I've been absolutely obsessed with this album uh, the past couple of weeks or so. So I'm going to be talking about, in general, the album Glow On by uh, the Baltimore hardcore band Turnstile.
1: Uh, Everyone's into Turnstile right now.
0: Why is I'm everyone so into
1: Turnstile? I've seen nothing this but
0: Turnstile. <laughs> it's because this record is great, and we'll, we'll get more into it. Um, but I'm okay. going to show you the song Holiday by turnstile.
1: Okay. I, I've i recently come out and said that I hate hardcore music. I finally admitted to it. I don't like it. I've never liked it. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: However, I liked uh-huh. this.
0: <laughs> so, <clears throat> um. so this is kind of a continuation of some of the things that I said in our last episode, where the past, like I don't know when it started exactly, like maybe a year and a half ago, maybe like in the early stages, a couple of years ago, where like I've just like I transitioned more and more to only listening, only listen to like electronic beat boop music, or at least music that has an important um, electronic aspect to it. Like yeah. I think for me, it kind of started with like Radiohead. Um, other bands and then like getting more back into Nine Inch Nails. Um, And then I realized that it wasn't like the guitar work and stuff like that. It wasn't necessarily the guitar riffs that I was like super into with those groups, but it was more like the electronic um, synthesis going on. Mm -hmm. And I just, yeah. So, so like I really only listen to electronic or at least electronic adjacent music now, which is completely uh, a departure from where I was like eight ten years ago, you know, where yeah. like it was all riffs, it was all punk, it was all hardcore, yeah um, and that's the pa- like the past like six months or so, like every so often I'll like put on like a punch record or I don't know something else and be like, yeah, like I still do enjoy riffs, but it kind of reminds me of this uh in the poem. Meditations in an Emergency by Frank O'Hara. He says, mm-hmm. "I can't enjoy a blade of grass unless I know there's a subway nearby." He's saying like, "I can't enjoy nature unless I know there's a city." That's how I feel with like guitar music and electronic <laughs> music. Like, I can't enjoy guitar music unless I know there's a beep boop somewhere in the track. <laughs> um, which Turnstile does that perfectly, okay. I think, in this in this album. Like, you get a little bit of it in the song that mm-hmm. I showed you in Holiday with the beep 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 boom boom boom. But like oh, the entire time. album itself Wait, like, it you heard it <laughs> <laughs> um, but like the like the album itself like the opening track um it starts with this like beautiful like um, arpeggios from this like great sounding synth and um it's really just like a really interesting combination of um mm-hmm. sort of electronic inspired um like they use like quite a few um like drum machines mm-hmm in 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 their songs like in, in this song the thing that really gets to me is like the the hand claps that they incorporate mm-hmm. um because it doesn't sound like i mean because like you know like group hand claps is like they're like common in punk music right but yeah. they don't sound like punk hand claps at all like they sound like really well produced like electronic music hand claps to me Steve um, and and i just i love it like like in the sort of like main riff like the really just like a dun 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 just like the slow just like knuckle dragging like beat down riff like you just have these like claps like yeah. in the background on top of that so like i'm making like, like i'm like making my like mean like hardcore face but i'm also like clap clap <laughs> along to it um and i just love that
1: mm-hmm.
0: like everything about the song like it's it's extremely catchy the singer does a great job with with vocal melodies and vocal hooks. I honestly am not super familiar with their earlier stuff. I actually hated Turnstile for the longest time. Like when their first like full length came out, Mm -hmm. um, I couldn't stand them. Um, Honestly, I think it was probably the vocals that had a lot to do with that. Mm -hmm. Um, And at least like the songs that I heard, they sort of came off as just like, I don't know, standard, like, hardcore riffs like major key hardcore riffs and i was like this Mm -hmm. doesn't even sound that like hardcore to me so i was like why are like all these like hardcore bros like losing their minds about this and like i have a weird relationship with with hardcore music just because of like gender and masculinity yeah Um, which i also think that it seems that this group like i don't know is not like a that's muscle builder beat down which i mean if you do that that's fine you know you yeah. I mean, you can do that and so it'll be fine but it's just whatever there's an academic um, paper
1: there
0: there's somewhere yeah a study i'm sure there is a thesis yes. a, th- a thesis um yeah but i've just i've been listening to this album pretty much every day for the past couple of weeks mm-hmm. like there's some good beep boops to it i mean there are like some really good good riffs there's like circle pit, like skate punk sort of like fast stuff going on. Mm -hmm. There's like some good sing along parts. Like there's like, there's like one song that like reminds me of the Pixies. Um, Like there's another song that's like kind of more, not necessarily shoegazy, but like they just like one of the guitars has like a chorus pedal on it. So it sounds really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just, I really appreciate everything that they've been doing on this, on this record. I just think it's awesome. Um, it doesn't sound like they are just like picking a random direction and like trying to go in that direction, like to expand Mm -hmm. outside of hardcore. Like they're doing, they're doing different things, but it all still feels together and cohesive from what I gather. um, It seems like turnstile is like pretty commonly recognized as like a group that has always like kind of tried to expand outside of just like the hardcore Mm -hmm. bubble, you know, whatever that means. And just the way that they executed that, this album just completely lands for me. I don't know. Actually, I have no idea why I even listened to it initially. Because I told you, like, I used to, like, hate Turnstile. Yeah. Um, Or at least, like, just, like, did not care about them at all. But I listened to it and into it. Love it. I will keep listening to it. It's great.
1: Yep. Yeah, I probably won't. But I liked it.
0: That's And that's fine.
1: Yeah. Um, as far as hardcore music goes, I enjoyed that very much. Um, I like this sort of journey that you've been on um, with, musically with, like, coming to terms with being into beeps and boops and electronic mm-hmm. stuff more so than... I
0: got, th- um, I got three synthesizers today.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. You're out of control. I traded one...
0: I traded one synth for another synth, and then I traded one guitar pedal that I haven't used in five years for two more synths from Craigslist.
1: I almost said this to you, but it would have been pointless because you don't live here anymore, but there is a new bar that opened in Murray Hill that was having a synth meetup night.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you, did you somehow s- see that? <laughs> yeah, They. Um, that group... I don't know, like the person who started it or runs it, whatever, um, bought one of my old synthesizers from me before I moved oh. back to indie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, which I was. Um, it's a bummer that it seems like that. At least that became on my radar, you know, like right before I yeah. left. Um, I feel that like seems like a really s- you
1: would have joined up, cool you would thing, a people.
0: Yeah, because um, the person I spoke to, um, they were just like, yeah, just like trying to build up. The synthesizer community in jacksonville and i was like right on like that's that's awesome Heck yeah um you can tell me tell me how you feel about this and we can cut this out if you want okay but i was thinking of maybe springing a new segment on you
1: a new segment okay
0: yep okay. <laughs> give, me, give me a new <laughs> play segment. that play that uh between the wrestling ropes theme song it's the end of it's where we talk, about, re- it's, it's where we talk about wrestling for a little bit.
1: <laughs> Can we also get rid of the trivia portion?
0: <laughs> do you want to?
1: Because I didn't prepare <laughs> but any But the trivia,
0: trivia theme song. Oh, for
1: the trivia theme. Okay, then I'll, I'll I'll make something up. Okay, I'll make something
0: up. Um, All right, okay, this I'll is go, the wrestling
1: my... segment, though. Yeah,
0: okay, wrestling. Because I have to think of a um, trivia question. Um, yeah, you, you've been watching any wrestling recently?
1: Um. I have been catching the highlights on my Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can finally watch it on TV again without losing my mind. So um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm getting. It. <laughs> uh, I am. Uh, I've been kind of casually observing it, and I. Everyone yeah. else around me is watching it, so it's basically like I'm watching it. Yeah, like you know, I, I get that for sure. Person at work is watching it. I have another friend from DePaul yeah. who is also watching it. Nice. I follow so many wrestlers now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. No, I'm... And when you talk about wrestling, do you just mean AEW?
0: I mean, just all of the above. <laughs> you know, just whatever. No. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's really all that I've been
1: So I'll come out and say it. Watching. I'll come out and say it. I love Dan Housen.
0: Right I was,
1: I was so scared of Dan Housen. I thought that you
0: would. Yeah, I mean, he does have a spooky face for sure.
1: I, it was so unsettling the first few times that you showed it to me. Mm-hmm. But I think he's so fun, and he loves his wife so much. And I love mm-hmm. anyone who loves their wife.
0: Love to see it. Yep. Yeah, any wrestler that
1: that loves their wife.
0: Shout out to Colin, wife guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, Colin loves his wife very much. Lindsay. L- Lindsay, yeah.
0: Colin loves Lindsay.
1: Ew! No, cut that <laughs> out. <laughs> that was rude of me. Um, no, they're they're in love. Their wedding was beautiful. Um, yeah, no That'd wrestling. Cool. Um, I, I, I will say that I'm sick of all of these AEW people, or excuse me, all these WWE people coming on to AEW. I mm. want less yeah. of them. I want to see other people. I want to see people that I like.
0: Mm. Yeah,
1: I want to see indie people who are coming up like whatever mm-hmm. I I love Ruby Soho, whatever. Um, I think, you know, all these other people are cool. Adam Page, like, I'm so glad that he and Britt Baker are are together and they can get married <laughs> yeah. on television. Cuz I right. want them all to get married oh, on television. I'm so excited so I can for that. Watch it,
0: yeah. But mm-hmm.
1: I don't stop bringing them in. Mm-hmm. That's that.
0: I mean, that's, I am that's... 100% on board with everybody who has joined recently. Um but yeah, I agree. I think that especially keeping in mind that what they will have like one women's match per episode or like don't get me
1: started about the lack of women's matches don't get me started because nothing Um, grinds my gears more mm -hmm. than they're being like oh yeah we're gonna really we're gonna we're gonna really uh have a great women's roster and we're gonna do so much for the women and then they have one match on tv Mm -hmm. as doffy says oh well you know they're they have them all on the YouTube shows. That's not enough. That's not the no, TV. Not. There's one women's belt. Where's my women's tag team? Where's my
0: mm-hmm.
1: Where's my five stupid, ridiculous titles for different th- Yeah, no. Stupid.
0: Right. I mean so they, <sighs> they have Rampage now, so that's like an extra I mean that's just an hour. And, and are of they programming gonna do
1: a women's rampage title? No, they're not. They're not gonna add another women's title. Tony Khan, mm-hmm. listen up.
0: Calling you out.
1: Tony Khan, you're on blast. Um, you're on blast. Yeah. He's little. Yeah, that's he, he is. For sure. he's, he's short.
0: Mm-hmm. Hell
1: yeah. I saw him in a Marriott once. He was wearing athleisure. Yeah. Shout
0: out to Marriott, <laughs> podcast sponsors.
1: <Yeah. laughs> okay, great. That's the wrestling segment. Me just getting mad about women's wrestling.
0: Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah. Now okay. on to trivia.
1: Yeah, I'm going to make something up, but you... Um,
0: okay. Yeah. You want to introduce a theme song?
1: Play that trivia theme song, baby! It's
0: Hell yeah. Um, okay, so trivia question number one. Uh, you have more so than one? A little. I mean, it can't just be one. It, oh. I don't know. It's one <laughs> and forgot. only trivia question. <laughs>
1: I forgot about
0: the trivia. Okay, go. Um, trivia question number one, or yeah. the, <laughs> the trivia question. <laughs> uh, a while ago, at some point, Turnstile released a short. Movie short film mm-hmm. uh, with their turnstile love connection EP is what I have gathered. Um, the question is, which of the band members directed it? The singer, uh, the guitarist, the other guitarist, the drummer, or the bassist?
1: Um, I'm gonna say, based off of me stereotyping musicians, I'm gonna say mm-hmm. it was. The guitarist.
0: (laughs) No, it was the it was the singer is the correct answer. What stereotypes are you like reaching down into? What is?
1: (laughs) Well, because like what's the
0: correlation between guitarists and and film?
1: Well, at first I was gonna say the singer because that made sense, but then I Mm -hmm. thought no, the singer would just want to be the focus of the attention. They would Mm -hmm. wanna they would wanna be the star of the show.
0: That's a good point. That's a good point. Like actor instead of uh, behind the camera.
1: i can give you a history trivia question to see if you remember when i mentioned it earlier
0: okay o- okay oh here's hold on i'm getting in hold on okay. come in who is it hello it's okay oh thank you all right that was a nice that was a nice mom break let's play that mom break <laughs> theme song <laughs>
1: my trivia question if you were paying attention you'll remember i said Mm -hmm. it briefly Mm -hmm. trivia in what year did cambodia win their independence from france
0: 1958 no 1953 ah man well that's two incorrect answers for us
1: are we keeping score
0: uh there's no way we're keeping store Keeping score.
1: That's it. That's, we, we listened, yeah. we, we listened to some music. We learned some history. We talked about wrestling. Um,
0: talked about wrestling and our groundbreaking new podcast segment.
1: Yeah. We should get some gossip for that next time. I want to talk about gossip. You know, I love that. Ooh. I want to yeah. talk about which we'll wrestler, r- wrestler is gossip. doing what. Yeah. Yes. Pac is nice. I know that. Love it. Yeah
0: small British boy. He is small.
1: You're right. Hi! Oh, look at her! Look at the baby! Oh, she's so beautiful. She's so beautiful. We haven't finished the podcast. Um. Um. (laughs) Um, okay. Well, next time, we'll talk about other t- oh my god <laughs> um thank you all for listening yeah um, uh
0: so we
1: we did it we did it again
0: <laughs> good um hannah decker thanks for the music
1: thanks for the music
0: Thanks Say thanks
1: for, for the, the
0: music
1: music. Nailed it.